I'm Will Hedrick. And I'm Jordan Schaffer. And this is Dog Ears and Timestamps, a Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah, dude, and it couldn't have gotten more dark. Like, literally, and like, I mean, and we were fighting, like, the the physical embodiment of darkness, you know? Yeah. So, um, right. Dude, literally, though, it was so dark that I didn't know what was going on for the first, like, 20 minutes. It was frustratingly dark. Those have been all the news articles on the internet today as well. As everybody's complaining about how dark it was. Yeah. And I mean, after, after like the first 20 minutes or whatever, I think they might have realized it was too dark, or maybe they just were fighting with fires next to them because they were mm-hmm. more inside of Winterfell. So maybe it made more sense to have more light later on, uh, you know, which could be just literally why they did it that way because of where they were positioned in the fighting. If you had great lighting the whole time, it might have not made as much sense, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it was just, I mean, after after we got a little bit more light and we saw more of what was going on, I was like, okay, this is cool. I mean... I think they were trying to make it scary where you just couldn't see what was happening. And then, uh, especially for that Dothraki scene where they ran up to them and then mm-hmm. the, the fire started like going out. flame swords. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I think HBO needs to realize it's a streaming service, like, first now. And when you stream it... The, the compression, compression is on, awful. The, on the blacks it's so is bad. just so hard. It's, it's just, just giant pixelated. Lego blocks. In yeah, the it looks so bad. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I watched it after, after mm-hmm. the fact. I didn't watch it live with everybody else. Um, but you I was streamed it though, right? Yeah, yeah, but it was fine. Like okay. I didn't, it didn't have any pixelation or anything. Hmm. So I assume maybe it I'm wasn't sure you still had it. Dressed. You might not have just noticed it as much. Maybe it's something in the blacks. It's just hard to differentiate. Anything when it's that dark. No, I did have trouble, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's also an inherently worse experience, or not inherently worse, but it exacerbates the fact uh, that we're watching it on 4K TVs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Anyways, who are you? Oh, yeah, uh, I am guest Kenneth Garman. He's back. Back. Two weeks in a row. It's a new record. World record for guests on this show. Yeah. Returning favorite. Mm -hmm. Nice. Dude, so what'd you think? Would you like it? The more I think about it, no. Okay. I didn't like it as much. As um, much as the other episodes or as much as you thought? Well, so I gave last week, if I don't know if we care about ratings, but last week I was like, I ate out of 10 last week. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like expecting this next episode to be big and like satisfying. It was big. I didn't, I wasn't that satisfied with it. I think most of it was like... A lot of teasing of people dying. Yeah. And then yeah. not a lot of people dying. And then the Night King dies. Like, y'all were talking about, like, y'all were saying last week, the Night King's just going to die in this episode. And I, I didn't want that to happen. I wanted more explanation of who he was, what his purpose is, what he wants right. to do. And we didn't get any of that. Like, he's apparently just an evil asshole who wants to kill everyone. And that's it. You yeah, know? I mean, unless there's some bigger purpose to the wall coming down, and maybe it's showing, like the whole country is going to have to reform and rebuild everything that we knew from the, literally from the beginning. Cause that's, that's like something the seven kingdoms do. Like mm-hmm. you banish somebody to the wall to give them their second chance. So like maybe there's some sort of reform and that maybe symbolizes a little bit of it. But, well, I think that all went out the window when we killed the representation of evil three episodes in, you know, <laughs> yeah. what do you mean? I don't know. Like that's not what it's about anymore. And why, which, because it's, it's no one gives a shit. That's why. Because it's, it, the only thing that matters in this show is the Game of Thrones. That is all that they've ever cared about. Dude, that is all that the viewer be, cares about. Yeah. There doesn't have to be an explanation for anything. There's no... Now that the evil is dead, there's nothing to band together against. And to, like, you know, give up on, you know, petty things and realize we need to reform society and all that stuff. Like, none of that matters. The only thing that matters is who sits on the Iron Throne. Well, yeah, that's what matters to the, the masses, I guess. So that's what they're going to show. Well, it's not even like no one gives a shit about what the masses say either. Because we, we've watched this entire show and we've read this entire series as well. Mm-hmm. Never even talking to any of the masses. It's only the named characters, people of the great houses. Like Danny has like half a second where she's like, oh my God, we need to protect the people when she sees oh, the I slaves. Oh, I meant, I meant, the, the, I meant audience. the audience. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm just talking about how the story is even written as well. Mm, like, it's just know. like, the, there is no, like, society means nothing. No, It's yeah. just, what are these, like, high power families, what are they doing to each other? Mm. No, yeah, it really seems like society is only used as a tool to give people a little bit more depth to their character. You know, like, just like I was saying last week, how everybody had some sort of hardship. Mm-hmm. Hardship kind of included going through the dregs of society. And that seemed like the only 
the only tool that they use society for, like to show power and to show character growth because there are obviously other, uh, we're not just dealing with the rich and powerful. Like we do have some lower level people. Like there are a few bastards that come in, but you're right. It's not like we're dealing with a horde of the masses of people. They could have made that relevant probably when they had the church kind yeah. of be a, a relevant character, mm-hmm. but that was just kind of a thing that I think they created for to kill Tom and to like to just, facilitate yeah. the story so, and have yeah. it's like an excuse to give Cersei someone internal like internal as far as King's Landing is concerned to fight yeah and then to get rid of several big characters yeah. I honestly liked how they did it I thought it was cool. I, I liked it, it too it was unexpected because yeah. it wasn't in the books and um, some of the, the liberties they've taken um, I'm sure I've said this before but some of the liberties that they've taken for the the show versus the book like they've fused some characters they've done things like the the I don't even know what they're called uh, the the guild the the sorry the the I just said them the, the royal church. the church yeah the oh I the, what they're called though yeah it's the, I can't remember either it's the the golden dawn I'm just kidding <laughs> yeah I can't remember either but yeah so I mean I don't know it's uh, I like some of the liberties they've taken like making the the church kind of like a new enemy just to facilitate mm-hmm. a few things you know in uh, and honestly That's like cool. Cersei makes the enemy too like she creates them she gives mm-hmm. them power and. Um, to fight, uh, what's her name? The girl that she ends up blowing up in the end. Oh, yeah. Marjorie. She, yeah, Marjorie. Marjorie. Yeah, Marjorie. The Tyrells. Yeah, yeah, she wants to try and tear them apart um, yeah. as a family. And so, yeah, yeah. So that, that I, is I like, like some interesting writing. And in that, like, mm-hmm. you know, you create your own enemy with that. Uh, but then it's just, like, you know, very easily dealt with. And, like... The only, yeah. thing, the only thing that Cersei loses is her son, which she had already known was going to happen anyway. Yeah, and you can kind of tell she gave up on that already. Yeah, she like she didn't really give a shit. shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if she cared, she would have had somebody watching him. Mm-hmm. Well, it yeah. seemed <laughs> like after her her prodigy child Joffrey was killed, like it seemed like she kind of didn't care. It mm-hmm. seemed like well, she like Joffrey even... being the firstborn, like yeah, you can make the assumption that he's, like, the most precious one or whatever, but... Well, he definitely was the most precious one. She didn't give a fuck about Marcella. Like, she... She, she did. I think uh, she did. I mean, not like, as much as Tyrion. She, Tyrion literally loved her and cared about her. Oh, yeah, not as much as Tyrion. And but. Tyrion loved Tommen. He fucking hated Joffrey. Like, it was vice versa. Well, I think Cersei, he like, loved uh, Marcella and uh, Tommen because, because nice. Tommen was awful. Or not because... Because, because Joffrey, Joffrey was awful. But uh, he... And also, they were his nephew. And well, he gave him a fair but, chance, too. I mean, he gave everyone a fair chance, and those were the only two that showed him any love yeah. out of the whole mm-hmm. family, even, you know? And um, and Joffrey was just corrupted by the parents, and he was just the little golden child of Cersei the whole time. So I feel like when he died, maybe she was just like, okay, the prophecy of all my kids died. Well, that's definitely when she started becoming more paranoid, because that's what, that was the first indication that that prophecy was going to come true. Right. She had been like... You know, it was like in the back of her mind forever, and then and she was, you, you know, like kind of disbelieving too, yeah. it or not wanting to be uh, true, but she was afraid of it, blah blah. blah. And I still then it think, started happening. I still think she didn't realize it was true until Marcella, though. Because, Probably not. Yeah, because she wanted Jamie and Bronn to go get Because that's when we start getting. Uh, I, and I can't remember, but that's when we see that first flashback, right? Yeah, was at that point. Yeah, I think so. Um, um, as far as the show is And then that was like the last time I think we see her cry was when she sees her die or like coming on the boat, um, you know. Yeah. But she loves and is really grasping at Tommen until like the fifth time that Tommen chooses Marjorie over her. And then, That's yeah. true. And yeah. then she's like, well, um, he's gone to me anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So fuck it. <laughs> so for this episode, like right when it started, I was just like, I want to see Ghost and I, and I, and I have a feeling we're going to run into... Um, the red lady, uh, Melisandre. Melisandre, yeah. I said those things to Bailey, and like the first what two things that happen are like, yeah, like, uh, freaking, we see Ghost, and I was like, yes, Ghost is back, you know, and then, uh, he doesn't fight, but we see him, <laughs> and then, and then Melisandre's there, and then she, she cloaks all the Dothraki weapons in, in magic Parker. fire, yeah. you know, and as that was happening, Will kind of corrected me on it, but, um, I was watching and I was like, aren't the Dothraki like afraid of magic? Like, wouldn't that <laughs> set all of them off? Like, probably, but, you know, being around Daenerys, Will is saying they probably are used to it, <laughs> or at least yeah. have accepted magic as a new form of power because they, have, you know, they, they understand Khaleesi is uh, born by fire, you know, mm-hmm. and can't be burned, and she shows power that none of them can even comprehend because they would all die in an instant. So that's why they followed her because she has this godly power, you know, and uh, so I could see maybe maybe they're cool with magic now, but 
There's nothing to tell us that fire swords would light a, like a walker or a white or whatever on fire. It's not immediately going to light it on fire. Right, it like, wouldn't immediately light it on fire, and it wouldn't immediately light all of it on fire. I don't think. Mm. Like, if you left the sword in there, you might kill one, I think. But it just it just seemed like such a weird thing to send the guys that are used to the summer and fighting on sand and shit. Or not mm-hmm. sand, but, you know, fighting in the heat. You send these guys in on horses. To run out first. To run out the first. In, yeah, into the darkness <laughs> yeah. of the winter. <laughs> with with fire swords that we barely know are gonna work, so it's just like man, that seems yeah. kind of silly. The Danny's sending her guys in first, but I, I mean, what else do you do? Just wait for them to get to the Unsullied? Because I mean, I mean, I guess that's the argument is that the Dothraki are primarily horse the, combat, yeah, you so know. So if they just wait there for them to come, I, they might Dothraki. not. Yeah. yeah, that's the only way I can see that making sense. But I, I agree. It, it didn't. Also, sensible tactics are not exciting for television and movies. Yeah, honestly, because when, <laughs> when, well, I mean, when Bron, not Bron, what's his name, when uh, Jorah, when he came back, I was like, okay, Jorah should have died if he yeah, was out there with the I think like, everyone should have died out there. Like, Jorah should have died, Ghost should have died, and I think Ghost is still alive. I feel like I think. Ghost probably, yeah. Ghost, well, the same thing that always happens happened. They ran out of CG budget, so Ghost just fucks off and does wolf stuff. I'm pretty sure they just, like, put Ghost in this episode last second, like, even after these last two episodes. Oh, probably, yeah. Because people were complaining, where's Ghost? And they're like, Oh, we can just put him right here. Yeah. And he doesn't do anything. Right. They never show him again, never explain it. Yeah. Um, um, there was, like, in the books, they kind of, when um, Old Man Mormont, the one that was running the Jaor. wall, Jaor, when he died, uh, he had a raven, like a really big raven, mm-hmm. and that raven kind of bonded with John when he became the Night's Watch commander. So there was also, so, like, in part of the book, it was talking about how he started to have his wolf dreams, and then he was also having bird dreams. So he it was showing characteristics of being a skin changer like Bran, not just a warg where he could go into his wolf. And then there was a, like when he went to go live with the wildlings, the, one of the guys even said like, hey, you could be like, you could be great at this. But then John ends up doing his focus on like the people and the, the like the, like taking care of everything and I think it uh, so rather than like throwing his full focus into becoming a, a, like a great skin changer which I think he had the potential to do mm-hmm. um, he ended up going another route which is cool so I don't, I don't think they're ever going to bring it back where John becomes a skin changer obviously they're only three episodes it's not going to be relevant that he would ever need to go into Ghost I don't think um, no but I just thought I thought it was a little weird because that, that seems like it would be kind of an important uh, bond that he would share with that raven but I don't even know if I mean Obviously, we don't have any more books to know, and John is dead at the end of the book. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we're not even supposed to know that he comes back. But uh, it was just interesting. So, like, because later on, like, it showed Bran changing into all those ravens, and then nothing happened. I know. So I was like, I was that just was just to an excuse it. to show us that the Night King was on the dragon above. Yeah, that's the only reason that that was there. Yeah, it just. I guess. I guess I just wanted a little bit of like recognition for John having the potential to have the power but I guess they all got a little bit of recognition because Arya got a little recognition like she was having wolf dreams partially mm-hmm. the reason she probably never lost herself and became truly faceless was because of Nymeria having wolf dreams and because she didn't get rid of Needle mm-hmm. um, so those things kept her grounded as Arya so she could never forget who she was but um, I don't know I just I, I thought that Obviously, it didn't matter for the episode, but I, I saw like, a Ghost, and I kind of wanted something to happen, and then... Even, like, Bran warging into him or something, you know? Like, yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> I was telling Will, like, there was a scene where Drogon flies over, and they, like, mm. save John uh, from a fight, and uh, and then John looks at Drogon, and he's like, Bran! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I thought he was talking to Drogon because Bran had become <laughs> the dragon. I was like, what a weird way to tell us that. <laughs> they obviously didn't. He was like, I gotta go save Bran. She's like, okay, do it. And then... <laughs> Dragon. And then she doesn't take back off. And no, lets all yeah. the fucking dead get on the dragon. What? That was just a, a reason to get her off the dragon, so that then she yeah. could almost die. And then Jorah comes to save her, but because he's the only one fighting right there, he gets to die. Hmm. So yeah, it just sucks whenever. I mean, like everything is you know devised right in all storytelling. Everything serves the purpose of bringing you to the next thing. But when it's that transparent. You're like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like they can't just have anybody die a normal death either. Mm-hmm. They have to have everybody die heroically. Like, I know this is going to, this is probably not a popular opinion, but that little girl, the, like the little. The Adam Mormont. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. She mm-hmm. would never have killed the giant, dude. Like, never in a million years can I imagine a giant picking up a little child and putting it within arm's reach of its eyeball. Like, I would yeah. never put anything within arm's reach of my eyeball if I was picking it up to kill it. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? I thought like, it was gonna eat. Yeah, that's what I think that's what they were going for. Is they were going for it to make it look like it was gonna bite her. She was like yeah. dead already, and giants don't. It eat doesn't people. have. It doesn't have yeah, anything. No, it's dead. Yeah, no, but giants don't eat. They're not people. sentient. And none of them. None of them have been eating. So it doesn't matter that it doesn't do this or that. It's it's not sentient, and we've seen the undead bite at other people already as well. Yeah, that's so weird. I don't know. It just like whenever they started using themselves as like. Uh, to get over the fire as like a like a bridge, they were sacrificing him. I was like, okay, so they're smarter than just mindless. Well, it was the Night King. That, that was the Night King taking it. So then, why doesn't this giant have instinct not to put it? The Night King isn't taking a hundred percent control of a hundred percent of the dead all the time. Yeah, but you'd think instinct if he had. Inst- there is no instinct. Yeah, well, I mean, if he's putting instinctual magic into all of them to make them fight, so he doesn't have to control all of them at once, you'd think he'd have a little bit of like. A little bit of cunning in them, uh, at least to not like to have them know one thing or another. Well, you're trying to put rules into something where there are no rules, and we know that there's no rules. I know. I just didn't want the little girl. I just didn't want to kill the giant. Your original point was that like they're making these big deaths for characters when they don't really need to. Yeah, and and that was a perfect example of that where. They picked her up after it, it like knocked her down. It was like squishing people and could have squished her, you know. Or she should have died from getting knocked over. I I thought she was dead right there too. And then um, she just runs out kind of drunk and crazy at it. and then I thought she could have at least just stabbed him in the back with it and killed it. I, I was hit? curious. I was yeah. wondering, like, would that kill her? She runs out with, like, an axe that she gets. I thought she, it was a little dagger. You're right. I felt it like was it was, or was she, it she has a little dagger is what she stabs him with. Okay. But when she's charging, she's got, like, Yeah, because she oh, runs out oh, size oh, yeah. And I thought that, like, it was... I was like, okay, well, obviously she dies right here. She's already suffered a grievous injury, mm-hmm. uh, but this is like her last stand or whatever. And the only reason she gets a last stand is because the the audience loves this little, you know, snarky <laughs> character. Yeah. And so I thought that she would like just get beat away again, but like mm-hmm. in that, just come down with the axe, and because it's dragon glass, that it's shatters still- him or whatever. Yeah. But then at the same time, I didn't even trust that to happen because <laughs> none of the other dead are dying that way. Yeah, they seemed to throw all the rules out the window for what was killing them and what wasn't. There were three things that died the way that we've been told that the dead die. (laughs) The giant, the dragon, and then the king. The actual night king, yeah. None of the other undead died in that fashion. They just got... The dragon, what do you mean? So whenever... Well, he he doesn't get die... He doesn't die by um, getting stabbed or anything, but whenever the night king dies, he then shatters and falls apart. So at least like in the style that we've been presented Mm -hmm. with... That was the only time it ever happened. But, like, and, and I guess what is also the difference between the Night King, the White Others, Warriors. which is a word we haven't heard since season one, yeah. um, Whites, mm-hmm. and the Dead. Is there a difference between those different things? Do they follow different rules? If so, why did they spend so much time making all this dragon glass for as many people as they could? Why was Daenerys able to kill happen. any of the undead with that sword that she picked up from one of the undead? Because it wasn't dragon glass or Valyrian steel. <laughs> just, there were no rules. Yeah, Which is fine, but they need to... It's just stupid whenever they spend all this time coming up with things like, we need to find dragon glass. That Where can we find dragon Danny. glass? Yeah, that, that yeah. Was the and then point. all of a sudden it doesn't mean anything. Right, yeah. yeah. It was, just for the sake of having a huge spectacle that's a little bit easier to direct. Like, if you're going to spend that much time doing all this stuff and then spend a ton of time shooting this episode uh, then spend an equal amount of time making it follow the rules that you spent so much time setting <laughs> I, I was confused because I mean I guess it makes sense that we could have killed all the Dothraki or I don't know if we killed all of her Dothraki but some of them we killed that way the extreme majority are it, dead it seemed, it seemed just like we didn't. It seemed like they didn't give him dragon glass. It seemed like they didn't give him. I didn't think that they got dragon glass because I don't see how anybody in Westeros would have been able to forge an arak with at all because it's like not a weapon that they make over there. Mm-hmm, yeah. So and the Dothraki all had their arks and they were like, but they would never fight with anything else. Why were yeah. they going out first? They, Melisandre wasn't there. Like they didn't have anything in writing that they were going to get fire on their swords or whatever. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, why just, were they? Why are they going out first? It's all so it's just like, it didn't make it. Yeah, <laughs> and and also I thought that they spent all that time getting dragon glass. So I thought that they literally the easiest thing to do with dragon glass is take a sharp piece of it and put it on the end of your projectile stick. Yeah, and then shoot them at them. Yeah, yeah, I thought that literally all of their arrows were dragon glass arrows. So I thought we were right. going to see a lot of explosions, mm, <laughs> a lot right. of glass explosions. Or whatever, <laughs> yeah. But didn't see any of that. They killed off Ed, which was uh, Edmund Mott or whatever, like the guy yeah, that was the, at the, the current. Uh, yeah. yeah, Night's Watch commander. So, yeah, who all who all died? Ed, 
Two important people died. Jorah and Theon, Theon. and Jan and Jorah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we get like two Leona other named character dies. Yeah, Liana Mormont and Ed. Ed. Those are all the and, and Melisandre. No, she yeah, ceased Melisandre, being important yeah. whenever they, you know, banished her. I, She's just another named character. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I kinda like that they at least that they saw that loose end, you know, like I felt like it was already tied up. She was banished. <laughs> I know, but just the fact that like she doesn't exist anymore, it makes me feel like the like um, Azora High or whatever. Like maybe that's not going to be relevant. I don't know. Maybe it'll. It's sort of later, like, but it, I guess it can sort of like tie up the the uh, you know the the Red God thing. That's kind of what I was thinking. Is that but, it just tied a knot on that? Like, okay, we're done with the Red. God. And they're never going to explain anything theologically. But I feel like well, the faceless God is the only god because it is all gods like i think that's the if there is a true religion and mm-hmm. worldos then i think that that's the true religion yeah and so like the red god stuff doesn't have to be wrapped up because there's i don't know it just doesn't because we already matter. have a god <laughs> yeah we already have a god um derek or beric dondarian or whatever he died too i think oh like that's true yeah Rabbi. that was one part i kind of liked was that, that was like, good that was you good. know like he came in and he was this was his purpose, you know, and the, he, yeah. and he knew it time, it and like, accepted it, and he yeah. wasn't really afraid of death because every time he died, he mm-hmm. lost a piece of him every time he came back. So yeah. he was like less himself than he'd ever been, and this was his final true death. It was cool. I really liked that scene yeah. too. I thought that was very cool. Sorry, um, I didn't mean. I got excited. No, no, no. I, no, I, no. Got excited yeah, I was. I, was, I wanted to like. What, was there anything else y'all liked? Because we've been kind of bashing the episode the whole time. I mean, I really liked Arya killing the Night King. I didn't see. I, it, I didn't see it coming. I should have because I mean, they literally implanted the 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 night killing Night King killing weapon <laughs> on her from season one. Like they made a weapon relevant from. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Long Long Claw was relevant from season one too, but. Um, giving it to Arya, like, I guess I maybe should have seen that coming, because it was Bran that gave it to her, maybe he knew and saw that, how, how they could win that way, but I certainly I didn't, didn't see, see it coming, it. I never saw it, yeah. like, in the grand scheme of things, but Melisandre was like, you're gonna kill all these fuckers, and what do we say to death, and she's like, not today, and she runs off, and I was like, okay, well, she's gonna do something, Yeah, <laughs> we'll and find out, and then about five minutes later, I was like, we haven't seen Arya again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I and then certainly it. by the time we got to the Night King approaching Bran, I was like, we still haven't seen Arya. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will say, I felt very aware of that dagger on her hip the whole time. Because she never used it. The whole time. Yeah, she was using her weird spear thing. Yeah. And then she lost that, and she still, she grabbed someone else's, like, dragon glass to kill yeah. the White Walker or something. I was like, why aren't you using the Valyrian steel dagger you have? It's almost like she knew she wanted to make sure she held on to it for the biggest possible yeah. moment, whatever that ended up being, even if it wasn't the Night King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if it was the last person that she killed, or the, or if it was the Night King or one of his generals, the, the quote-unquote others that, you know, like I said, they haven't used that name since season one. Yeah. What if she kills uh, Cersei with that blade? The blade that was meant to kill Joffrey. Or that was meant by Joffrey to kill Bran. Well, by Littlefinger, right? No. Was it Joffrey? Well, I, I mean, Littlefinger might have convinced Joffrey to do it, but... Joffrey wasn't in power at that time. Yeah, I know, but he hated Bran, and he hated everybody. He wanted Bran dead, and he was the one that paid the guy to do it. I could have sworn it was Littlefinger. God, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it was it was Joffrey because Joffrey. It's different Joffrey, in the books than in the show, but I don't remember well, that at all. The whole, well, they get the it's a Valyrian steel dagger. That that was one thing that I had in like George R. R. Martin's like talk that I went to. He said like you know this kind of doesn't make sense how I wrote it, but it works because it's going to be like a big storyline piece because it's it doesn't make sense that Joffrey haphazardly grabs a Valyrian steel dagger from his pile of daggers to give to a mercenary to kill somebody right. but it is a valyrian steel dagger which is like the most rare metal in the world so it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense that he'd give him one of the most rare daggers in the world to a normal mercenary that he's never going to see again to kill bran but it's relevant because that dagger becomes you know the, the dagger that we need later for the show because it's because it's valyrian right. steel mm-hmm. so he wrote it because it was going to be a relevant dagger because it's valyrian steel but Later, thinking back on it, he's like, it kind of doesn't make sense how I got it there because it doesn't make sense right, that Joffrey yeah. would grab a random dagger. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, that's so fucking meta. <laughs> like, it doesn't yeah. matter at all. But I, I mean, it could be different in the show too. The, yeah, I, I, I have something the impression is Littlefinger used that dagger because it was Tyrion's, or it was his at one point. He said that Tyrion wanted. It could be traced to Tyrion. And it was, yeah, it was because it was a traceable yeah. dagger so that he could get the Starks and the Lannisters fighting each other. That's how it yeah, happens see, in the show. Yeah, and, and, and maybe he did do that, and maybe he gave mm-hmm. that dagger to Joffrey to 
Because I'm pretty sure it was Joffrey that told me. Maybe so. The more you say it, the more I feel like I remember that from the books. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they mentioned it. It's it's 100% Littlefinger in the show. Okay. Okay. Um, Never mind. But I had totally forgotten that. I, uh... Yeah, back to the, the episode. Brienne, I liked... For for deaths that they faked us out on, I was okay Which with was them faking us. The I was okay with them. <laughs> I was okay with them faking us out for for Brienne. Like yeah. it makes sense to me that she could get swarmed by a horde and then use her dope ass Valyrian steel sword to destroy all of them because she's like the best swords mm-hmm. person in in the, in this world right now. Um, arguably, maybe even better than Jamie was at his prime, but we don't know that because when she was fighting Jamie. The one time he was weak as hell, yeah. and she was supposed to capture him. She wasn't supposed to kill him, so yeah. she wasn't fighting full strength either. So, arguably, the best swords person in the in the show. I could see her getting overwhelmed and then getting out of it. But Sam getting overwhelmed, he should have died. In he was overwhelmed like, like the whole episode. Yeah, <laughs> the whole episode, like, and every little thing. And yeah. I kept hoping he was going to die. Yeah, yeah. I was so. He seems like he should have. And yeah. they literally did that to almost every character. I think they did do it to every character out on the field. Everybody yeah, like, was like overwhelmed. Everyone had a slow mo fight scene, and then they cut away. They'd be like overwhelmed, yeah. cut away. Yeah, like, Grey okay, Worm was well. on the front line, and then he was still alive later. So I was like, wait a minute, they're trained mm-hmm. not to run. How did he leave the front? Well, he line? commands the the unsullied, so, so he had to fall sense. back to give orders, especially because the plan was then to uh, you know you know finish up the trench and have it lit. So he had to be mm-hmm. part of that organization. That's a good point. Yeah, um, there, there. But, I guess there is an argument too that. Grey Worm had something to live for now, so he could have a little bit of fear because he's in love with that that pretty girl, Miss Missandei. Yeah, it didn't seem like Daenerys was too upset with John in this episode. It seemed like she had kind of gotten over it for the. They time had like being. a couple looks, I think, but but it seemed it seemed to like their it seemed like their their true bond like oh, outweighed everything. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know that I think it might just be that there was like you know literally <laughs> like you know tens of thousands of undead that. <laughs> were like you know on their doorstep like well it doesn't matter what we think we gotta take care of this yeah I mean Danny was really ruthless and then certainly whenever just... she tried to burn the Night King and the Night King was like nah I thought there was gonna be like an ice spear coming I out thought there. that's what I like, thought I was like move yeah. yeah but yeah. then he was but now he was just trying to be like cool bro what, what did y'all think of the dragon fight like all the dragon fighting and I stuff I thought it was you know exciting it was pretty cool. I liked that whenever they're in the courtyard, or whenever John was in the courtyard with uh, the dragon towards the end of the episode, mm-hmm. there was like flames leaking out of his throat because yeah. the green boy had uh, bitten him on the throat whenever mm-hmm. that fight kind of like resolved in the sky. So that was like a really interesting attention to detail. That was one thing that annoyed me though when it was biting him. It had like the neck. It was just like breathe fire on him. Wouldn't that have killed it? Or maybe not because maybe. it's a dragon. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it should have at least tried. Maybe if they got on the inside, because even in How to Train Your Dragon, like they, uh, <laughs> they, he shot that little blast inside the other one as he was building up this giant vortex of flame, and then That's he blew him up from the inside. Because, we also like, don't know the rules of dragon fire, or like how yeah. it works. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you'd think that maybe a dragon would be impervious to fire. It's on fire. Yeah. yeah. Or at least it's it's brother's fire. Maybe, or even like, just the process of breathing it. Like we don't yeah. know what that science no, it's, is. Or, yeah, it's probably yeah. just magic. You might not be able you might not be able to do it while you're actively using your mouth. Ooh, like job. maybe that's yeah. kind of difficult. <laughs> <laughs> maybe those two independent actions are difficult to get going at the same time. It's like, yeah. you know, rubbing your head or your stomach and patting your head at the same time. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um, well, Kenneth could have done it if he was a dragon. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I, uh, I I liked how it ended with Arya kind of killing the Night King. Not kind of, she for sure killed him. Um, I don't really remember what else happened after that. Why am I drawing a blank? Theon died, I oh, guess yeah. that was before that. Um, and then it was really just Melisandre. Yeah, walking off. She walks off and turns to dust or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think that was That was it, the right? last scene was that. Did we see uh, um, Torment die? No, I think no. So, right? Yeah, okay. No. In, uh, in, and they, <clears throat> they kept alluding to like Tyrion dying, I feel like, even though I don't... I think there was a dead. hot minute that I thought Sansa and Tyrion were going to suicide pact. I thought the same thing. I thought There was such a long, weird awkwardness in that silence that they were like looking at each other and then they pulled out their knives and they were looking at each other and I was like, oh my god, they're going to kill themselves. I feel like that was something this whole episode, there's a lot of long, weird looks 
at other people. There wasn't a lot of dialogue. I felt like it was just a lot of looks. I didn't. I didn't get that that moment that y'all thought with the suicide pact. But yeah. now that now that you bring it back to there, I think that 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 probably was like the underlying theme. And then like they looked at each other a bunch, and then. Like, now we're gonna fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That yeah. probably is like the point of it. Like that, those subtle looks is to like mm-hmm. make you think like, holy shit, they're gonna suicide each other. Like I thought that something was happening. Like, or even uh, just to make any given person think any given thing. Honestly, yeah. when they were bonding right there, I was like, boom, I'm right. They're gonna raise the new kid to r- rule the kingdoms. Sansa's the winner. <laughs> Tissue's even falling back in love with Tyrion. They're gonna get remarried. <laughs> mm, this is all falling into place. I and, think Tyrion dies still, but I do also still have a ton of money on Sansa living throughout the rest yeah. of it. I have a strong feeling she's gonna be the queen of all everything, just because of the like the evidence that we've talked about from. Uh, Ever since episodes. she started dressing in all black, I knew that she was gonna last forever. <laughs> like, <laughs> once they once she started like, owning it and being badass, I was yeah, like, they, make, yeah, they made they made her like a super lovable character, like the last season or this season one of these seasons they made her really likable mm. and then there was like this is stupid probably like uh, just fan theory stuff but like right after the first episode there was so much Sophie Turner in the media like it was so much like oh love her as an actress look at all this hardship mm. she had to go through she people called her fat on the show you know and it's like she had to deal with lots of depression because of like all, like all this mm. stuff was coming out about Sophie and I was like dude like she's gotta make it to the, like she's gotta be the biggest one and then I mean I know timing and, and interviews and stuff don't matter but it just seemed too weird to me that so much positive Sansa and Sophie Turner stuff came out at that time that it couldn't that she couldn't make it to the end for I know that's doesn't have any basis in anything anything but in my own mind I was like they wouldn't have done that if she didn't like if she didn't make it so mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I'm like dead set on her making it to the end I can see it and the fact just that she'd been groomed for it since the beginning you know like, mm-hmm. like we had said that a while back and I think whenever whoever said that one of us uh I think that just made it kind of click I think you had said something kind of that made me think like oh yeah, she was kind of like, like the that she was always the the one that was like meant to be a queen. Yeah, she was always the only one to be Lady Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lady of Winterfell. In the in the books, um, whenever Catelyn dies at the red wedding, she like curses them. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I, I I think the the Tully no who who the phrase who she, yeah she curses the phrase and I guess they're all dead so she got her her curse fulfilled but mm-hmm. in the book there's a character that she becomes who's like lady stoneheart stoneheart yeah mm-hmm. and it does not exist in the show yeah i mean it seems like she was written to be a dope ass character for all for revenge or whatever because i think she even gets like a legion of people following her like I well think she, thoros brings right, her back that's what it was barracks like bring her back i'm i'll just die next time i die mm-hmm. and so then he dies and uh, Catelyn starts leading the Brotherhood. Yeah, that's what it was. And then their whole thing is going to be, you know, whatever vengeance it is that she wants to do. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping that maybe she'd come back and just like a little bit so mm-hmm. we get Lady... Uh, damn, I forgot. Stoneheart. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Stoneheart for, for this, but I don't think it makes sense with the timing of the episode. It's not a character that we absolutely need. It might have been something that, <clears throat> you know, George R. R. Martin was writing to connect some of the, the lines, but we did mm-hmm. it a different way with... Uh, who knows what the the church or whatever, but um, I don't know. I guess I, ju- I guess I just thought that you know something might happen with her because she's a, a an element, an unknown element in this storyline. But I guess they never brought her back to. to leave she would have had to come back two seasons ago. Yeah, for her to be yeah. anything. Did you like what they did with the the crypts? I thought for sure yeah. that you were right. While we were watching that episode, uh, I was like, dude, they're going to pass over the, cri- the crypt. Because everyone's going to die up top and yeah. the crypts are going to be all right. Yeah. And, uh, and it was like completely wrong. <laughs> I don't know. That's just... I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's, I guess, it's like too obvious. Well, as that we, they just bring him up from the dead. Yeah. As we're like talking... way too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> and even like with it being like too obvious, like how did they not think about that? I guess they have no choice though. Where else are you going to put the people that can't fight in this battle that's inevitably going to take up the rest of the castle? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I never would. If you're not like having them retreat to a different city I mean, for the south, you think the keep would be the safer place than the crypt? I don't know why they kept on emphasizing the crypt. Well, I think the, the crypts only have one entrance. I guess that's yeah, that's pretty the, the main point. And it didn't seem like as many people knew about how to get there, so it seemed like just a good hiding spot. But 
Yeah. I, I mean, I never thought of them coming back, like the people that had been dead for a while. Like, I never thought about them pulling them back. But then when the Night King started bringing the ones that they had killed on the battlefield back, and then they started busting out of the crypts, I was like, oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> see that coming at all, even though you said it was obvious. <laughs> it felt super obvious to me. Yeah, no, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. And uh, Especially with them being like, the crypts are super safe. The crypts are the safest place in Winterfell. Yeah. There's nothing that I could even imagine in a fantasy world <laughs> that would be safer than any crypts in Westeros. Like, they should have had... They kept a, saying it. Yeah. They should have had Ned come back. <laughs> I thought he was going to come I, back for a I minute. I feel like they should have at least acknowledged some of the Starks that came back. I mean, I think, I guess I think, it really I think they send his body Like, back, even if the first thing that punched out stick. was, like, it was just, was like, a Yana? shot of Ned's statue. Uh-huh. And then, like... An arm punches out from underneath it. But it even if that's all that we see, we'd be like, like you said, just acknowledging one of them. We see Ned again. Everybody's like, "Oh shoot!" And then they never actually have to show his zombie. But I guess so. You know, was, was the be, one that we saw like full up? Was that Lyanna Stark? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't even remember seeing one that actually came out. I just saw them bust. I think their there was hands at least through. one. I think that we saw like full there must have been one or two that we saw move, but yeah. I really don't know. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope Ghost is stays in there. I don't think he will, but um... it's like I was saying earlier in between recordings that to my memory, Game of Thrones has only killed one character off screen. They're really good about mm-hmm. it. There's no reason that they would suddenly they kill off screen. Blackfish. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he just went to go take a piss at the red wedding, and then we didn't hear about him until like three seasons later when somebody was just like offhandedly, "Yeah, we found him and we killed him." Well, no, no, they, they made a kind of big deal about him because they went and talked to him, Blackfish. And then they had the whole thing where it's like, we have your son, um, Catelyn's brother. We're going to kill him unless you give us River Run or whatever he took. I think it took Oh, River that's Run. right. He did show up again. They didn't like kill him on yeah. screen, but they, they talked about it and they made it a big deal. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to stay and fight until I die. Yeah. It's kind of off screen. But... Well, his death was off screen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought Rhaegal, the dragon, John's dragon, died for like the whole episode until like after he fell, like the dragon just like tripped up and fell. I was like, oh, is he dead? And they never showed him again. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he costs too much to animate him, dude. I guess. <laughs> that's what it always is. That's my main issue with this whole episode was the editing. It was my main gripe, I think. Like, you, like, writing issues aside, I think just the editing of it was just so frustrating where they just kept on cutting away from stuff and not showing enough. And then you have the writing issues where I just wanted more information about uh, the Night King and the White Walkers. Yeah. How quickly do you think in the next episode we're going to be like, all right, we're regrouped, (laughs) regrouped, uh, full health, (laughs) on to our next quest. How many people are alive in Winterfell? Like less than a thousand? Oh, I was going to say people that we know. Greater than a thousand? I feel like it's less. It seemed like just the main characters were left. Right. But uh, it can't be that. Yeah, because they were overrun. Like it yeah. seemed like most of their their like troops died. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, I'm sure there are more unsullied that we didn't see die. That they yeah. have, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like less than a thousand. If they sure. brought over, if they brought over three thousand unsullied, or how how many did they have? Did she traded three thousand for a dragon or something, and 8, then she killed them and then got ten? I think she she had eight thousand to start. Okay, and then she had her Dothraki army, and then she regrouped and got an even bigger Dothraki army and brought them all over. So that's like mm-hmm. at least 10,000 people that she had. Let's say 2,000 of them died in, in transit, you know? Mm-hmm. That's like an 8,000 people army plus the Night's Watch plus all the wildlings. Mm-hmm. So like maybe we're, maybe like even if we kill, if, if we start off with 8,000, do you think they killed 4,000 other people or more? Like more, do you think they killed like seven, like 90%? I feel like it's yeah. more. Yeah. More than half. Okay. Yeah. So maybe maybe you still think a thousand though, probably? I think it might be it wouldn't surprise me if it was less than a thousand. Yeah, no yeah, I could believe that. Because they were definitely but like I really don't know. I've got no idea. I bet they mentioned it's gonna be like right at a thousand or something like that. Right. Yeah, I mean it, they gotta go fight. I mean the golden company alone is twenty thousand, right? Yeah. So Yeah. I mean, this is where Tyrion gets to do his thing. Is yeah, he's gonna figure out some trick that you know, turns the tide or 
at least makes it an even playing field again. He's going to get the elephants. He's, he's going to get the elephants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what exactly is going to happen. I think obviously more people are going to die. Um, yeah. But I don't know how this nothing army takes on the 20,000 Golden Company plus what's left of the Lannister army. That's probably um, an episode five thing, right? You think the next fight will be episode five? Um, I mean, it's it's got to be. Or at least it starts in episode five and ends in six. I wonder what they're yeah. going to do in the next episode, just to regroup and get everybody south, come up with a plan. Well, we've still yeah. we've got stuff that we've got to find out about the south because we haven't now we've not talked to them for an episode so we're going to get something some sort of intrigue about Cersei and what's happening in King's Landing um certainly with um Greyjoy um I forgot about Euron yeah and then there's going to be a lot of posturing and figuring out what the north wants and what that means for Danny, and what do they do because her and John still have to talk. Are there any are there any armies that weren't in Winterfell? That there are was still a couple left? of bannermen that didn't show up. Okay. Yeah, like um, whoever's in Deepwood Mott, which I can't remember. But I mean, like just around um, Westeros, like Dorne. Are they gonna make a comeback? Dorne exists. Are they gone. <laughs> Who's their leader now? They don't have one. <laughs> well, they still have a prince of Dorne, right? No, no, they killed him. Well, then it's the the whole royal family's dead. Then it would be the the harpies or whatever. They're Are they all, all dead? dead? They're all dead. Yeah. Damn. The whole royal family and everybody immediately linked to them, aside from servants, they're dead. I mean, the mom, Mama Snake Viper Lady, she's probably still alive in the dungeon watching her daughter rot. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think that's how she, her torture is going. Yeah. Forgot about yeah. that. Sounds fun. But the people of Dorne exist. <laughs> Presumably, the leaderless army of Dorne exists. They're just having a grand old time. Today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Dorne was one of the the kingdoms that could never get taken by the Targaryens. That's why they were allowed to have princes still. Right, like, yeah. they, they had their own royal lineage, and they used to have to call them the Prince of Dorne, even though there was the king in King's Landing, but mm-hmm. he's not the... Aside from Dorne, I mean, the people of Highgarden are still a thing. But then they, they don't, don't have, <laughs> like, yeah, like, the, the family's all dead. Their military or whatever men that they had... Must still exist because yeah, they never yeah. fought. They might be able to get them on yeah. their on their side when they're like yeah. going south. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's what they're gonna do this next episode. Like Tyrion gets like... a raven out or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they they have King's Landing, right? Who our, our guys, our team? No. King's yeah. Landing. Cersei's yeah, I thought we there. had them. I thought we had King's Landing. No, Cersei's there. Hmm. You're thinking of something different. What do we have under our siege? I thought I thought there was like a. Like a plan that didn't go well from the beginning, like Casterly Rock. No, not yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Casterly Rock. Oh, I think we still have Casterly Rock. Yeah, I thought I thought we had Casterly Rock. We being the guys that want to win. Yeah, I don't think I don't remember that ever being returned. If it was, then it was just like a throwaway conversation that didn't yeah. matter. Yeah, I remember it being like we wasted our time getting the rock when they, we should have been over here, and we mm-hmm. lost like their whole army, like that they sent to go secretly get. I think I think that's whenever they took Highgarden, like. Uh, Grey Worm went to Casterly Rock and mm-hmm. then no one was there. Jamie went to High Garden. Oh, I forgot and, about yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was killed, thinking. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lady Elena. So we still have the Rock, which I assume is closer to King's Landing than Winterfell. So, I mean, maybe we could go to the Rock because if you own the Rock, that's supposed to be where like all the money comes in to the Seven Kings. Well, we've already been mm-hmm. told that they're broke. Mm-hmm. Remember that whole Not, like, Tyrion gets pointless back. subplot where Tywin was like, "We've got no money." <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that's because Tywin was in charge. Now we got the brains back. Well, the reason <laughs> the reason they had so much money was because there was gold and gems under the rock, right? Um, which evidently ran dry like but a High generation Garden. ago. Oh, they have they have High Garden. High Garden had food. Is that what it was? Okay. Hmm. And they were fertile lands, and so could be prosperous. Yeah, okay. And that's why they were as wealthy as they were. There was they just didn't have anything that they wanted, whereas the Lannisters just like literally had raw money. Yeah, I just feel like there's more people in Westeros that they could get on their side to go fight Cersei. Mm-hmm. They just have to be able to. Yeah, I mean that does make sense, and that's such a classic storytelling mechanic. Like, yeah, you know, get the the. 
the the ragtag group gets the word out and the people band against the common enemy. But something that's also been a common thread in this whole series is that the common people don't give a shit who's on the throne. That's true. It all it's all the same to them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's probably like us and the president, like nothing really seems to change all that much, no matter <laughs> right. who is in office. So. Right. Yeah. Um but we all seem to care, you know, a little bit, but you know, we we don't matter, so are we the common people? <laughs> I thought we were like Yeah, what did you think we were? <laughs> yeah, I thought we were like high garden and you know I'm high garden. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, no, we all want to be the main characters, but we're just the common folk. Yeah. So did y'all watch, like, the next week on Game of Thrones? Did y'all watch no. that? Do you, did you watch it, Kenneth? Uh, I left it on. I didn't, time on. I didn't really pay attention, though. Yeah, I watched it. It was dumb. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, they, they probably put, like, little sneaks of, like, we didn't show this guy, so is he still around? You know, <laughs> but, I, you know, I that'd be dumb. Um, Watching the next time on for any show... Uh, detracts from the narrative. It would be like as like I finished the chapter of a book and then I read six random sentences from the next chapter. Luckily, <laughs> why would I do that? Well, that's not how storytelling works. No, luckily on this one it was uh, like it was it wasn't a, a ter- it wasn't a bad preview. It's not like they showed you much. It just showed you shit that you were already thinking was going to happen. Like you see a shot of King's Landing and then you see a shot of Winterfell and then you see a shot of somebody we already knew survived. You know, and then so it was just like, bing. And then it shows you like, you know, <laughs> yeah, but that's still like the same thing. It didn't. So even if I don't read six sentences, I read six words. Like I see. No, I know, but it didn't. It didn't like, spoil you know, anything. Just, is all yeah. I was saying. Um, it is all stuff that we were thinking anyway. The like, narrative is constructed in a specific way because that's how narrative works, and so I don't understand why people watch the next time on. Yeah, they. I mean, I did it because it was like, oh, I need a little more Game of Thrones. I mean, that's why they have. The, that's what the it's after. for. Yeah, that's yeah. why they have the, the after. Yeah, the after. That's why with the, with the director. Most shows have something of that nature. Yeah, is be is for that very reason because people want it and people watch it. If if it never got watched, they wouldn't waste their money doing it. For sure. Um, and, I just I mean, think that it's like one of the dumbest things you can do when you're trying to appreciate. No, I never, I, I never watched him until this one, and it was because I watched the afterward with the producers or whatever, mm-hmm. and I watched them. That happened to me week one cool. because and I then, thought I'll watch the you know behind the scenes stuff, and then I caught and see week. what they say, and so I was like leaving it on, and I was like checking something on my phone, and then I was like next time, and then they were talking, I was like fuck, and so I didn't have <laughs> but then I was like, I'm watching the fucking behind the scenes, and I was like, you see, Daenerys is going into the north, and she can see that the people aren't happy she's there. So she's upset. And I was like, oh, I'm glad that you told me that because I couldn't fucking tell that from myself. No, I know. When I was watching it, I uh, at least with this episode, the behind the scenes, since it felt like it was all kind of speculating on what they thought would happen in the series, it kind of felt like our podcast because <laughs> right. it was just us speculating on stuff so it sounded to them like, well, we decided a long time ago that Arya was going to be the one to take out the Night King and I was like, well, okay, well, you know, and the way they were talking about it, I was like, well, that could be, like, so I could have seen how we speculate things like that. They said they decided it, not George R. R. Martin. I mean, the team decided. He's the executive mm-hmm. producer, so he's probably yeah. told them, you know, but I mean. And it was a really long time ago that it came out that Martin had told them how he intended everything to end in the event yeah. that he dies and doesn't get to write it. Yeah. So if that's what that ending is. Man, I hope the books explain more. Of the Night King and all that stuff. Oh, they'll give you all, yeah, all, all the little looks that will, that that weren't that didn't have any of the insider info, like inside the brain or whatever. We'll get all of those in the book. Yeah. You know, all the all the subtleties, like of Tyrion thinking, like, oh, we're doing this blood pact or this, this suicide <laughs> pact or whatever. No, we gotta fight. But that'll be interesting to see. I hope I hope mm-hmm. you're right. I hope they do give give us more. Like I hope. Yeah. yeah. It would be interesting to see if that's the main fight of the books. Yeah. Like, that's the ending? Yeah. Like the ending fight? Is, like, yeah, whatever it is that happens with the Night King. It like, seems like it should be. Like, this is the thing that started off the series. Like, I think the prologue was the White Walkers, right? That was, like, yeah. the first yeah. scene. That was the very first one. Mm-hmm. And then the same with the show. It was the very first shot. Seems weird that they just end it. Like, as soon as the threat's here, it's, it's gone. You know? It seems so yeah, it took for, no time first, at all. Yeah. for, like, eight seasons of build-up to, mm-hmm. to get to this fight. Yeah. It seemed a little, like... And now, now, now I feel like it just seemed like it just ended in the season, which yeah, halfway through the season. Even. I feel like less invested in in the ending now. Yeah, no, now we have a half a season to beat Cersei. Just go back to Cersei, who's been like the villain since season one as well, I guess. Kinda. 
don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so glad that this season, or not this season, I'm so glad that this fucking show is about to be over. Like, just... <laughs> Have you been enjoying it, Will? This so far? Or just as it's much a, as you can? Yeah, I mean, about as much as I can. Yeah. Uh, the first episode was, you know, whatever. It was the first episode. Uh, it was interesting that... Well, this was actually in the second episode. It was interesting that they... Uh, John told Daenerys the secret, you know, four episodes before I thought he was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, the second episode was a huge waste of time. Uh, the third episode, uh, you know, this one, the Battle of Winterfell, or I think the actual title of the episode was uh, The Long Night or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, was, you know, exciting um, and necessary, but ultimately the only reason it took an entire episode, I think, was because they realized that they can't just kill the Night King like he's nothing. It they have to like at that. least make it take an entire episode. Yeah. An entire 80-minute episode, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we're halfway through this season, and, like, I don't care any more than I did going into it. Mm-hmm. I don't care any more than I did halfway through the last season, which was not a great season as a whole. Yeah. Like I said, rewatching it, though, back-to-back, not having to wait weekly, it did make it a little better for me. But I, uh, same here. I, I think, I think I'm just, I think I'm more invested after these three episodes cause like it's finally happening, you know? So I'm getting in, excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday's episode I thought was just, it was fun. It was, it was all the action everybody had been wanting it, you know, the fights that we've been wanting. I mean, a lot of fake deaths, which was frustrating, but it didn't seem to me like they needed it. Like I heard that they spent like 55 days filming this episode. So it didn't seem like they needed to spend that much time filming it. Like Mm -hmm. it seemed like they could have done the same, if not just like, if not better story, uh, with the 50, with the 60 minute fight episode, just like how the fight at the, the wall or whatever against the wildlings was an entire episode, but it was all in the normal length. I don't know. I feel like they could have done it with in the, in the same amount of time. They didn't need to make it an extra long episode, but that's because they needed I guess to use a lot of time uh, for slow mo fight scenes in which we think someone's going to die. True. <laughs> they need to fake us out. Yeah. Jamie's good with a sword again. That was weird. Didn't think he'd be good. I thought he'd just be kind of like okay. Maybe, yeah, I guess he's not actually like, like he's back. He's not sword fighting anyone though. You know, they don't really sword fight the the whites. They just kind of try to stab you. Yeah, none of them are skilled. Yeah. None of the dead are skilled at uh, fighting except for the Night King and his, except for the others. I'm going to continue yeah. to call them the others. This is a good practice fight then. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd have been cool if he put like dragon glass on his, on his uh, golden fist or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. They should have done that. That would have been cool. And uh, I thought we were going to see Tyrion kill somebody. I don't know why. Because he was in the crypt. So I really don't know why. I guess I got maybe protecting Sansa or something. But Yeah. yeah well, they were certainly it... about five seconds away from doing so. Mm-hmm. And then the Night King dies. I think, you're, I think you're right, though. I think next next week is going to be Tyrion's episode. He's going to come back into play. He's going to be relevant. If they kill him off, it'll be in episode five, probably. Um, well, now that the fight is over... At least for what they're doing in the North is they're going to have to spend a lot of time talking. And they're going to have to spend a lot of time figuring out what they want to do. From like a real-time standpoint. We're not going to see all of it, obviously. Uh, but even just in the time... Like if we're talking about literal time, them getting from the North to the South is going to take them a month at least. So during that entire time, they're going to be talking and figuring out things. And that's when Tyrion's going to be coming up with this plan. We'll see him implemented in bits and pieces here and there. You know, him trying to convince Daenerys not to kill Jon just yet. Like all this sort of different stuff. Um, so does Tyrion know about his lineage John? we don't know everything that he knows because he's they cut away from him talking to Bran in the oh, second yeah. episode yeah. Okay. so potentially Tyrion knows everything potentially he still knows nothing we don't know we just know that he was like tell me stuff and well, then they cut away <laughs> we do know that John doesn't know that's true he knows nothing <laughs> So, we can count on him to not give us any info. Man, I don't think Danny's going to be pissed. I think she's just going to get over it. I don't know why. I hope, I hope she's pissed. I hope she turns evil. But I just I feel like they don't have the time to do it anymore. 
And I don't think they're going to do it. I feel like she's so loved, man. Like, I don't I don't feel like... I mean, I would like that, too. I kind of wanted I her thought, to be... When you, when you pitched that last week as her becoming, like, a bad guy, I was like, that'd be fun. Like, and I thought they were twist. setting it up, too. Like they, she they looked made pissed. It. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it could happen. Like, Jorah's gone, who was her um, compass, like, yeah. you know? Moral compass. And so if, if he's gone, maybe she just goes a little mad. I don't know. But I, I don't think they have enough time to do it right. Well, I think you're counting on them being good at doing storytelling anymore. Yeah, and they're, uh, yeah, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, you know, counting on them to do it right, yeah, they don't have time, I don't yeah. think, either. Um, but. Well, I don't know why they they um, had, like, short seasons, even. Like, the, all the other seasons were, like, ten episodes. Like, it feels like if they wanted to do, like, the long version, like, the, the like, a long, really good one maybe they would have mm-hmm. taken more episodes but I mean I'm honestly not too upset with what they're doing I th- feel like they're doing a pretty good job having to stray from the books and then not being the creative that Martin is because he's he was like a, a no life kid you know like all he did was go to the library all the time and, mm-hmm. and he literally talked about how like reading books you get to make like a million friends and experience a million different lives and love and like a million different loves and you like you fall in love over and over again and you you know you make friends you know it's just talked about like the magic of reading and like how cool it is so like he's obsessed with stories and reading and that's probably how he has and i mean i know a lot of it's based in true story like uh, the lancaster rebellion or something is oddly similar to the lannister history like they literally had like sibling relationships like <laughs> incest and child kings and like all kinds of stuff like what we see in game of thrones like i know he literally used the lancasters as a parallel for the lannisters and uh, i was tempted to do some historical research on them and see how it ends for them to see if maybe he wrote it that way but uh i mean i know that's why the book grabs so well because he wrote a lot of it based on some things in history like the the wall is like based on not the great wall but like a wall that has been built like to uh to hold out people i mean yeah i just i wish they would try a little more to be a good like I don't know, just try a little more because I feel like they just they see the end and we're just gonna they're running yeah. toward it. There's you know, nothing they're, subversive in it. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, there's oh, nothing okay. unexpected. It's like super. It's unique. just so Hollywood now. Yeah, no, yeah. When you yeah, I think you said it really good. Can if they see mm-hmm. the end and they're just they're, they're sprinting straight line. Yeah, yeah, they're sprinting for the ending because they're ready. They're not gonna make any more money if they make it more immersive or more mm-hmm. whatever we were. Just yeah, saying. they got the audience. Everyone's watching. They're not getting new people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. they're. I think you're right. I think they're going straight for the ending. And I mean, I guess I just don't, I don't know how much better they could do is what I'm trying to think. I mean, maybe they could do a lot better. I'm just, I I feel like, I guess I'm probably the least like harsh critic. I was, because I just want to be, I don't know. I don't don't (laughs) want it to, I don't want to think of it as being like bad after spending this much time on it. But uh, what are you saying? I mean, I was feeling good up until this episode. Like I thought last episode, I was like, okay, I'm ready for it. Give me all that fan service. I'm going to watch everybody die and And shed a tear and I'll be happy, sad. Surprise, none of them died. (laughs) And yeah, none of them died. I didn't learn anything. Yeah. And okay. (laughs) Let's finish it out, I guess. Yeah. Was there any big reveal? Not so this yeah. episode, no. No, other than who I mean, the big reveal, came, but yeah, that was, exactly. That was but that's it. not really like storyline big reveal. It's just kind of like a, a, a question we yeah, all have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I feel weird that Bran's still alive. Like he's such, I like, do too. He's such a counterpart to the Night King. Like, what does he do now? <laughs> and when he didn't kill the Night King, it's like, okay, well, yeah, exactly. Now what do you do? Like, it was, yeah. we all had your role set out to take care of this bad guy, and now... Also, does like Bran know how everything ends? Like, does he have the future answers? Because I feel like that's how you tie up, like, a, a being like him in most stories, is that he knows that, or she, they know that they die with the ending of the main problem. And they don't tell anybody that. Kind of like Melisandre. Yeah. They, like, don't tell anybody that because everybody's like, oh, no, we can't let you die, blah, 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 and all that sort of stuff. We're, we're going to do something different. And so then whenever they die, then we don't get to see whatever, like, the, the rest of the story is from there. I don't think he sees the future, though, does I don't he? think so, either. I think the way they, they described it, in the, at least in the show, was that he sees, uh, like, every past that's ever happened mm-hmm. and all the present that is going on at, like, at this Yeah, but he knew that Jamie was going to arrive on Winterfell. Because he saw he was waiting he saw, that, he saw, he saw Jamie road. in the present yeah. coming to Winterfell. Mm, okay. That, I mean, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that's my only I think guess. So. And, like, Jojen could see the future. 
Like he was right. Yeah, he would he would green see. That was yeah, a different green ability. Seed. Yeah, he was a yeah. green seer. You're right. I completely forgot about. I forgot his name, dude. How does a three-eyed <laughs> raven not be able to see the future? But some dude from the marsh can. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> no, it does seem weird. There's just no rules. There's no rules. <laughs> Which is fine. There doesn't have to be rules. I just feel like they spent a lot of time pretending like there were rules. And, yeah. and now, and now when they're trying to wrap everything up, well, I feel like they can't use the rules. We're probably just upset because I think the rules still matter for the books. I think we're trying mm-hmm. to make them matter because I think I think that's why George R. R. Martin has two executive writers with him to make sure he does follow all his like all his groundwork because he's not writing it by himself anymore. I don't yeah. Think, I think he's got people fact checking him on his own <laughs> mythos sure. and lore so that he doesn't mess anything up. Well, you can't expect a man of that age to be able to do it on his own anymore. Mm-hmm. I expect to be able to. I don't expect anything. Honestly, I'm just like write it at your own pace, man. Like you do you. Like if you finish it, that would be awesome. I would. Mm -hmm. I'll read your book. I'll support you still. But like I'm not. I don't rush it, dude. Because if you rush it and do what these guys are doing, you'll see the ending and you'll shoot straight for it. Like people rushing authors to finish a series for their benefit. It's like. Dude, let them finish their art, and yeah. then once they do, it's fifty percent yours. Like mm-hmm. it's fifty percent theirs, fifty percent ours, and just wait until it's ours. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's I mean, I'm usually not disappointed with book endings because I like how the the author just wanted it to end that way. I mean, I've mm-hmm. kind of learned that a little bit with uh, with our book podcast. Just like I'm not as upset with endings, but I think there are things like oh, I wanted this to happen and this to happen. Of course, just like everything, but I'm never too too upset. I think with how the author wanted it to end. So, I mean, but I guess this is different. This isn't how the author wanted it. Yeah. Maybe it is, but I'm sure he's not upset about this series. <laughs> not upset about the fucking money that's in his bank. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Dude, he, uh, it took him forever to get these books taken off. You know, like, he's, yeah. these aren't his only books. Yeah. He's a, he's a weird writer. Like, he's just fun to talk about. Well... I guess that's probably about it. Yeah? You gonna rate it again? <laughs> yeah, rate it. Kenneth, what do you think? Four. Four. Four to ten. Dece- like, some decent action. I liked that Arya killed the Night King. And I liked Beric Dondarrion's sacrifice. That was cool, yeah. Other than that, you know, it's kind of a mess. Um, for me, I'd probably say it's probably about as good as the last one. I mean, I didn't yeah. fall asleep during this one. Uh, it, <laughs> gave, it gave me the same amount of reveals as the last one. You know, like there were two good reveals. There were probably about two good ones in this one, you know. So I, uh, it held my attention the whole time. Like, I, it was fun. Um, mm-hmm. it, I don't think it's the best episode of the show. But, you know, going in, knowing the whole episode is going to be a fight, I wasn't expecting too much for plot. Just a little bit more of just like a couple loose ends getting solved and then and then hopefully the end of the night can't, you know resolve the night king thing but uh mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think the episode did what i wanted to do i'd give it i don't remember what i gave last week i think it was seven yeah, yeah so i'd give it a seven again okay yeah i think i'd probably give it a six last week was oh, on, okay. the, on the upper okay. touch line. it was on a four well because last week was a waste of time yeah this week wasn't looking at it like <laughs> if so if, if last week's episode was a standalone episode that was just like introduced to like the left of the show existing, but like, if but you're it's taking up watch that. It's taking up a seventh of the season, yeah, and nothing happened. Yeah, it's a waste of time. And so, if you look at it from the like whole product of the seventh seat or this last season, it's absolutely pointless and wasting everybody's time. Yeah, on its own, yes, it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You want to see those character interactions, um, but that's on its own. Yeah. And when you look at it as a package, that's why I decided that it's like the biggest waste of time in a four. This week was necessary for the plot, although not a ton of things happened. Like I already said, you know, there's like a couple of reveals and neither mm-hmm. of them were huge reveals. They resolved the Night King in the way that I thought they would by just fucking doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's, it was a better episode. It was a far more necessary episode. Um, but it was also by far uh, a, a perfect example of how Game of Thrones is not what it used to be. Yeah. Um, so six. Right. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I would, I, if, I'd probably show somebody this episode over last week's if I wanted to, like, if I had to show them an episode from well, this if season, you showed, I'm excited. Because if you showed probably, somebody who knew nothing about Game of Thrones last week's episode, they'd be like, why do I care about any of these interactions? You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but look at how much yeah. you could care. You know, <laughs> you could you could cry along with me when Brienne gets knighted, or you could be a cold-hearted, you know, monster like the yeah. Night King. So, which we see both as in the last episode. So, 
they would understand those references. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. so stupid. It's so stupid. I'm so happy it's over. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we're talking about it though. I never get to like fully indulge myself in this. <laughs> Like, this last season has been a lot of fun. Everybody's like... Yeah, doing these episodes is the best part of this season. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most fun for me. I mean, watching it, I, t- I talk my ear off, but it's more self-satisfying kind of stuff. This is like brainstorming all the stuff that, like, we love and know about the show. It's just fun. It's it's fun quizzing all of ourselves, and we've all taken mm-hmm. it in in a different way, too. Yeah, and, uh, for sure. It's really interesting, especially because I know you, you've watched a couple of fan theory videos. I don't know if you watched any for this week or after this episode or anything, but no. I, I know, yeah. you know, a couple of weeks ago you were watching them before the, before the show came on. So that was interesting mm-hmm. too, to see like if you had got anything from those or, um, yeah, yeah or what all you figured out. Cause you, you, you haven't read them, right? I've read the first book. That's okay. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I feel like I've been like on a roller coaster ride this season because mm-hmm. I was getting like hyped up and I was reading the first book. I finished it, caught up with the series and then watched that the last episode last week, and I was like, "This is like the tearful goodbye." The next episode is going to be like sad, and everyone's going to die, and this it just kind of ruined the last episode for me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got three more. They'll get you back. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh well. <laughs> if there's anything we can take away from today. The Night King was pointless. It said in 1986 on this day, Roger Clements struck out 20 Seattle Mariners. Who's that? (laughs) You just heard. I know, I missed it. What was the name? Roger Clemens. Oh. Roger Clemens. Oh, oh yes. You know that name. I literally, I literally wouldn't have been able to say that dude's name back to you after Will had just said it. I was going to say like Ro- Robert Clemens. Instead, <laughs> was it Robert or Roger? Roger. Roger. Tired of People have at least heard Roger Clemens' names, even if you didn't know he was a baseball player. It sounds familiar, I guess. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 1986? Mm-hmm. God, get a new game, baseball. Jeez, so old. It's way more than that. <laughs> way more than that. Would you rather 33 watch, years ago. Would you How old do you think baseball is? Uh, baseball or Game of Thrones? Huh? Wait, uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. That's the wrong choice. Well, I mean, if you like baseball, I can see why. I watched I watched a thing of like a speaking of baseball. It was a it was like a YouTube clip of like all these like crazy baseball moments. There was this guy pitching. And he pitches the ball. He's like a lefty, and he throws it. And then there's a big explosion. Oh, he of hits feathers. the bird. He yeah. hit the bird with his pitch. Yeah. That's <laughs> everyone's favorite. Video. Eighty-five oh, yeah. mile an hour. Yeah. That's so funny. It's explosive. I thought the guy hit it with the wild. bat, or I thought he hit. I thought he hit the bird with the bat, or I thought he hit the mm. oh, yeah. bird with the ball. After hit it with the, the pitch. Bat, but, yeah, but he hit it with the pitch. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, I'm excited. I think we're good. Yeah. I think so. See you on a couple of days with uh, Descendant of the Crane. We're coming to the end of that. We'll have one more episode of that after this Wednesdays. And then after that, we'll see you again with um, more of me hating on Game of Thrones next Monday. And a new book next Wednesday. Well, we'll y'all will find out. What yeah, yeah, we're going to do the last episode of Descendant of the Crane next Wednesday. And then um, also decide on the next book. So I'll be looking forward to that. And... That's, that's about it. Nice. Thanks for having me on again, guys. Yeah. If, uh, let us know y'all's fan theories. Reach out to us. Use our same email for dog ears and timestamp. Dog ears and timestamps at gmail.com. I said <laughs> yes. that. Uh, yeah. 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 Send Twitter us stuff. And Instagram and all the shit. Find us there. Tell us things. Tell me how I'm wrong. Nobody agrees with any of my ideas. Everybody I've talked to about this stupid show says that I'm dumb. You had some good ones. Nah, I'm right. I know I'm right. I'm Will <laughs> <laughs> Hedrick. I'm Jordan Schaffer. I'm Kenneth Garman. This is Doggers and Timestamps. Go Bruins, go Rockets.